Live from Detroit City Clubhouse, this is WNGS Radio, episode 19. To Dion? Be, to, to be titled. <laughs> we, were, we were debating on uh, what to title this. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think I think the leading candidate right now is everything is terrible. Yeah, but except city. Except everything except city is terrible. Yep. Um, God, it's been forever. Yeah. Uh, a lot has ha- two two soccer seasons have happened. Yep. In the in the time since we last recorded, we put two trophies up here. Two since trophies. the last times. This is the last time we recorded. Yeah, I didn't look to see when the when the last episode came maybe out. Maybe June? Was it June? I, I know it was about the Oakland Roots leaving Members right. Cup. Right. And that was the... And now they just got announced as they're going to be our buddies next year. Yeah, they're BFFs. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll touch on uh, some, some club updates in a little bit, but I want to talk current events. Cool. Yeah. Um, People may or may not know that there's been a uh, substantial group of people uh, coming to the clubhouse uh, monthly right. uh, to kind of start a new uh, a new wing of NGS, a new initiative with NGS, yeah, a new project. Initiative. That's, um, a good, that's a good. Well, it, yeah, that's uh, initiative. The I'm NGS local, cares initiative. initiative. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, it's called uh, it's called NGS Cares. Everyone uh, kind of came together and decided on the the name and uh, pounded out mission statements right. and fo- focus areas and impact areas and broke it down into teams. We've committed up. It's there's committees like they've been doing fucking work <laughs> uh, in the shorter off season we have this year. Right, and, and that work's about to pay off with. Yeah, so we have uh, an awesome event coming up yep. um, that I will get to. I want to talk about it really quick. I want to talk about kind of what the mission statement is um, and and what the impact areas that the group uh, decided on. Um, and all this is available on our website. Right. Um, no one likes us, or I should say, no one likes dot us right uh, slash ngs cares, and it'll pull up uh, the community initiative that uh, people have started. Right. Um, so the uh, tagline they are running with or we are running with is uh, supporters who give a fuck. Right. Um, we do. We'll, we'll give multiple fucks and sometimes. We give, we give fucks sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so the mission statement of this new initiative is, uh, I'll just read word for word from the mission statement. It's, it's, it's pretty compact. Read the box compact. Yeah, it's, it's pretty <laughs> compact. Keep it, keep it simple. The, uh, the Northern Guard supporters community involvement or NGSCI, uh, mobilizes NGS to volunteer their time and resources and donate resources to champion the communities that uh, DCFC calls home, Detroit and Hamtramck. NGSCI supports existing organizations and initiatives focused on uh, these impact areas, community and environment, social services, civil and human rights, and youth development and education. Um, Cool. With those are obviously very broad, and, and it's taken us uh, a, a couple sessions to right. kind of narrow it down. And, and I think what the plan is going to be uh, through the season uh, coming up in 2020 is to break it down into 
kind of four larger initiatives throughout the season. Right. Um, and then we'll have, obviously, one-off community initiatives where it's easy to just, you know, quickly mobilize on something and, and get a bunch of people to help out with, you know, whatever's needed to be done. Right. Um, so that brings us to, uh, actually, the first initiative uh, where we are um, throwing a wrapping party and gift donation event um, here at the clubhouse and the uh, group is doing it to benefit Freedom House and Freedom House is a uh, local nonprofit located in southwest Detroit that handles uh, immigration and refugee issues uh, within the city and they actually house people and provide services uh, to people um, who are seeking to become citizens in the United States. And I probably should pull up uh, kind of what their what so their they, mission statement is, too, just for people who don't know. Right. But, sorry, go ahead. But, so Freedom House uh, basically uh, works to balance out the kind of nefarious end of La Migra, right? Like, that's their, that's their idea, is to, yeah. you know, <laughs> try to try to portray and you know I'm gonna I'll, I'll read their people. yeah I'll, I'll read their mission statement that'll, like, that'll clear it up uh, Freedom House Detroit is a temporary home for uh, indigent survivors of persecution from around the world who are seeking asylum in the United States and Canada hmm. our mission is to uphold a fundamental American people one inscribed on the base of the Statue of Liberty providing safety for those yearning to breathe free Guided by our belief that all persons deserve to live free from oppression and to be treated with justice, compassion, and dignity, we offer a continuum, a continuum of care and services to our residents as well as uh, to other refugees in need. We advocate, we advocate for systemic change that more fully recognizes the rights of asylum seekers. Okay, awesome. So, um, yeah, a great... Uh, local organization and one that um, the club has actually partnered with in previous seasons and continuously. Um, and so this was um, an event where you know we we knew we had kind of a r- relationship with them already, and there are uh, about. 40 adults, and I believe it was 15 or 16 children living in their facilities right now that are without country. Right. And it's the holidays. Right. And, you know, everyone uh, everyone deserves to have a good holiday. And so we... Hey. Oh, Sean Mann's Sean walking up. with a new haircut. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> got interrupted by uh, Sean Manning. You never ignore Sean Mann. No, exactly. Well, I mean... Um, let's just, you know, I, I work for the club, so he's my boss. You know? oh, yeah, so you're, you're yeah. contractually obligated right, exactly. to not ignore him. Oh, I'm, rec- I'm recording a podcast, and, I need to, <laughs> and Sean's in the room. I need to acknowledge Sean. Hi. You're my boss. Um, um, so, yeah, yeah, anyway, we will, uh, let's get back to the event. Freedom House. Freedom House. So the event is, uh, uh, there's, as I understand it, there's an Amazon wish list that yes. you can buy. You can either, either from Amazon or just check it off that you're buying it somewhere else. And uh, the buying of those things is probably pretty much almost done at this point because we need to. And then we're going to wrap these presents here in the clubhouse on Sunday afternoon. Yes. Right. Um, I'm pulling up the event like right two to now. five. Um, what, a, what did we put? <laughs> I think it's two to five. Um, need the I hope it's two to five because that's when I scheduled the bar staff for. So. Got it. <laughs> so 
Where's my bout? I have it four to seven. Oh shit! <laughs> On the Facebook event. Um. Okay, four to seven is going to be a little wilder time because <laughs> Sunday night, like it gets it gets wild. It gets with wild the leagues here. and stuff. Yeah, we've got a. Um, well, speaking about Southwest, um, yeah. there's a, there's a group. Um, it's two gentlemen. Basically, they just rent the field. Um, and then run their own leagues. I think on Friday night they do like it's like the over thirties league. Yeah. And then Sunday it's like, you know, kids and adults and women and on both fields. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm Sunday is one of my days off, so I'm not usually here. Yeah. And <laughs> I, uh, we went, my, Sarah and I went to watch The Shining in Hamtramck. Yeah. Um, on last Sunday. Yeah. Which means we got back here at like eight thirty. Yeah. And this, like this place was banging. <laughs> Like uh, we just needed like a you know North Americano band playing. <laughs> it was great. Um, so yeah, that'll be fun. Um, so if you just want oh, to come wait. and drink some Modelo, holy we'll... shit! I'm totally looking at the wrong like a past yeah. Facebook event. <laughs> yeah. The one the one we did last year. <laughs> it's good. Sorry, hang on. Yeah, we are a professional. Two, two to five. Two to five. Okay. We are good. So. So it'll be much less banging. Um, we'll make it banging. Well, I mean, yeah, it'll be banging. It'll be holiday banging. We'll get you know up in the clubhouse. We'll, we'll cross the streams. It'll so, be beautiful. Um, I'm going to read the event description just for people who haven't seen it. Okay. Um, I will paraphrase it a little bit just for for time. Yeah, kind of compress it. Uh, but we are hosting a holiday wrapping party benefiting our friends at Freedom House. That's wrapping with a W. Wrapping this with a not, W. Yeah. Even it is going to be banging, but it's it's going to be banging, but it's not going to be like. Freestyling. Yeah, no freestyling. freestyle rap. Um, so we'll, we'll be collecting holiday gift donations for Freedom House residents, which will then uh, we will then wrap and package up for delivery to the house. Um, NGS is going to be providing all of the wrapping needs, um, but if you do have extra or you want to bring more, absolutely you, you feel free to donate it. Um, It'd be a lot cooler if you did. It'd be a lot cooler <laughs> if you did. Uh, so all you need to do is bring your donation to the party, wrap it, or even drop it off. And we have several in uh, within NGS Cares who enjoy wrapping. And uh, even if you know you don't want to, you don't bring anything. That's totally okay. Um, just come out, hang out, yeah. have a party. We're having a holiday party at the clubhouse. Yeah, um, we miss you. Come on out. We miss you. It is the <laughs> off season. It is a shortened off season, but. We miss you. Yeah. Um, so on the uh, Northern Guard Facebook page, there is an event generated. In that event, there is an Amazon wish list full of items. Um, you could uh, also donate money towards the purchase of gift cards for Freedom House residents. Um, all you have to do is leave a comment in the event, and someone will reach out to you and figure out. Just do it quickly because this is in 72 hours. Yeah, okay. like it's Sunday. So <laughs> I'm putting this out. Thursday uh, night or Friday hours. morning, so <laughs> you've, got, you've got some time. Maybe that Amazon uh, delivery, right. unless you got Prime next day. Um, but you can go to you know any store, pick up something on the list, and bring it in. Um, they're also Freedom House is also taking general needs things too, so stuff like uh, household cleaners, feminine hygiene products, Kleenex, deodorant, anything like that. They do they cool. can use all of that, um, and that stuff's pretty easy to find, pretty easy to get. Um, so yeah, we'll see you guys here at the clubhouse Sunday, December fifteenth at two p.m. It's gonna be a holiday banger. It's it's gonna be outstanding. <laughs> I uh, yeah, 
So yeah, we'll see you here. And uh, definitely, it's it's the start of um, some really cool stuff that NGS Cares uh, is working on for 2020. Also, if you've seen the the heart hands, uh, the, logo. the skeleton heart hands logo, thanks to Mark for. I believe it was a collaborative oh, I project. It was, I, it was Mark I think it. Mark Mark and Novak and maybe Adam worked on it okay. um, within who help out with NGS yeah, care yeah. stuff. I mean, it looks great. Yeah, so. no, it's, it's, it's very us. Right. <laughs> it captures us uh, perfectly. So. Okay. Current events kind of out of the way. Yeah. We got, know. I mean, we got other stuff um, coming up. There's yeah, the women's UK, tryouts. The UK just, just nominated. Just <laughs> <laughs> Boris Johnson is going to lead the UK again. So, you know, good, good stuff. Gonna good happen. stuff happening overseas. Yeah. Hey, sorry. It's, uh, parallel, parallel, <laughs> parallel problems. Yes. Um, but so, city current events, women's tryouts are coming up uh, January fourth. January fourth. I think it's four to six. So it's like it's like a. It's not at midnight. Yeah, it's not at midnight. <laughs> we own this building. We own this bitch. Um, four to six. I think that's a. Is that a Saturday? Mm. Or Sunday. I believe it was a Saturday. No, January the fourth. Fuck. I'll pull up my phone. The fourth might be a Friday, actually. It's not a Friday. It's not. It's a Saturday. Saturday. Okay, cool. So Saturday, four to six. Um, for me, uh, the main thing that I want to make sure of is that anybody who's hearing my voice right now turn out for that. Okay, because um, it's the first women's. You don't get a second chance to make a first impression. Okay, <laughs> and. Uh, we want the women who play for us to know that we're going to go hard for them. And this is our first chance to show that. So show up here and get ready to go hard. Okay? We're going to be loud and stupid. And, oh, there's going to be uh, dr- there's going to be drums. Yeah. There's going to be alcohol. Yes. There's going to be debauchery. Yes. And lots and lots of football. Lots of women yes. trying out. And um, it's it's historic. Right. Historic for the club. I, uh, you know, it's funny. We were talking. Um, you know, we have leagues here all the time. And... There's there's a few women that you know clearly stand out in those in those in like the co-ed leagues, um, so it'd be interesting to, for me to see what level of players we're getting. I know um, because there's you know there's some women who've basically hung it up, except for playing rec league, yeah. who could contribute. I think to yeah, and um, you know it'd be interesting to see how many of how, what you know. Um, that's one of the ongoing questions for me about the Detroit City Project right now as a pro team is, okay, we've done what we can do, we've done what we've done, but we've never turned out, we've never, we've never grown our own crops. Right? Yeah. And, like, that's going to be the magic sauce. If we can, if we can produce players, yep. that's how you punch above your weight. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll, I, I expect that Trevor and, and the youth group is going to... yeah. But I'm also from the women's side. Yeah. Um, who can we get out that's not, you know, somebody who's currently playing in college who mm-hmm. can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that'll be fascinating to see. It, it'll, it'll to be, to be like, completely honest, like, I know very little, very little about the, the women's soccer scene in southeast Michigan, in Michigan, and nas- nationally. I, I'll be honest, I have not followed it. I... I Dedicate more than a hundred percent of my free time to city, right? And so it's it's tough for me to then branch outside of that. Yeah. But I'm really excited that you know the club started this, so I can right. get, gonna, get more into it well, and, you, and totally embrace it. You know. Yeah, and I think that you know, look, if you're if you're a football 
uh, you know, lover, a football fanatic who has, who is maybe feeling a little bit of guilt about the fact that you've not embraced the women's game the way you kind of feel like maybe you should have. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I really should watch more. Like, now's your chance, okay? Uh, and uh, put your shame aside and show up because these women deserve it. Um, and, yeah, I think the WSL, I think this is probably, we're probably jumping into the questions that we're going to answer but as I understand it, the WSL is very similar to the NPSL, where it's, it's, a, isn't it's a, a short a, summer league that's it's designed a, for college inclusion. It's the UWS. Is that what it is? Yeah, the Whatever. United Women's Soccer League. Right. Whatever the designation yeah. is. But but the idea is that it's a it's, it's a short season summer yep. league that largely same, is college players. Same idea of right. NPSL. Um, same season time. I mean, players don't get released till May 1st. Right. Um, and then it's going to go till mid-July. Um, again, we're probably getting into questions right. that people have. So you're probably, you know, you're looking at a two-month season where you're probably going to have, you know, two, 15 games. Yeah, in, two in weekends two, yeah. or two games it, yeah, a weekend. Be a, we'll do Friday, Sundays again, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, everyone will remember why that was so exhausting. Um yeah, I remember last year, like, man, next year's going to be great. <laughs> Everything's going to be spaced out. Yeah. Not that next year isn't going to be great, but, like, great from the reflect perspective of everything's going to be spaced out. We're not gonna mellow, be, yeah, yeah, we're not going to be pulling our hair out, yeah. trying to travel to all these away games. But the good thing about that, too, is that a lot of these away games are, are old. I don't want to call right. them rivals. You know, what's, a, what's familiar another? faces. Yeah, familiar, familiar foes. Fa- familiar foes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll probably be going to, you know, Ann Arbor and Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids and, and Lansing and yep. that place. Get yeah. to fucking play we'll Lansing, Lansing again. United again, yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. Oh, That'll be great. Who would have thought? Yeah. Um, so, I hope that maybe that, that, one, that one female supporter that used to greet us every time by, like, pretending like she was masturbating and throwing the <laughs> semen on us, <laughs> yeah. I hope she's there because that was priceless. I, and I just really, you know, I want to pretend like, pretend like I'm getting a splash of semen on me. <laughs> As I walk into the stadium. Oh, yeah. Some stories. <laughs> Some stories from uh, 2015 and earlier. Yikes. Um, let's, uh, let's just fucking go right into it. Let's go right let's into it. Let's just fucking dive in. Okay, so before we get started, I just want to say that I'm pretty sure Dion doesn't, and I know I do not have any particular inside information. What you are about to receive from us is almost 100% all-American bloviating. <laughs> Total no bullshit. actual facts involved. Okay, <laughs> this is just us going. Eh, these are seems like it'd probably be like this. This is these are. <laughs> I don't even want to call them educated guesses. Yeah, like exactly. like insightful guesses. Yeah, like <laughs> we like to think we know things, and here we are with microphones, so we're going to talk about stuff. Typical po- typical podcast. Exactly. We're going to start with uh, Bill Emerson's question, EP Bill, because he's kind of. Asked what we've already slightly touched upon, okay. so make sure we. Let's, fully yeah, let's. Uh, so he asks, will the women's side uh, mainly be drawing players from colleges like our NPSL rosters, inviting the uh, inviting the usual NCAA complications, or will it be uh, more pro players looking to play up to NWSL? Um, I kind I'll, I can bullshit about that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I have. I have thoughts. You have thoughts, too? You start with your thoughts. Um, well, I mean, there will be some amount of NCAA bullshit. Um, oh, yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, the, the only question we have, like, only question I have right now um, is how 
how we work with the NWSL. Um, uh, I, I'll just, uh, you know, for me, the Chicago Red Stars, the Chicago Red Stars are an, are an independent NWSL team. They're not, a, not associated with they're MLS. They're not a franchise. No, they're, they're wholly owned yeah. by uh, Armin. And, um, uh, and they have in the past like loaned out players, you know, mm-hmm. um, to, to, to like lower clubs. So, like, so they get playing time. Right. Okay. Um, so there may be some of that, uh, with NWSL. I don't know if they're still going to yeah. do that. Or That's already more than what I know about um, NWSL. So, and, uh, you know, yeah, well, we're, you know, like we say, this is, this is, you know, before the first season. So we don't really know what the talent pool is going to be, but the idea, um, the idea is going to be to, to try to find, some women who can make a difference um, who aren't currently playing in CAA ball. Um, you know, I'm sure that's going to be the issue. Now, um, we will, you know, and then we'll, I'm, I'm sure, we'll likely have uh, the same advantages that City has had all along With, in, in, regards in terms to of recruiting. recruiting. Yeah. yeah, you know, people, you know, people want to play in a place where they're appreciated. And, you know, um, and I think that the fact that uh, I think that Northern Guard is going to really show for these women's games is going to make a huge difference. We're going to be we're going to be basically an NWSL team in terms of like following yeah. and, and support and the game day atmosphere and all that. I can say that I think we're we're planning on on putting more of our smoke budget towards the women's season than the men's season this oh, wow. year. So at the very least it's going to be smoky. Well we you know we got shit to prove here. Yeah. Know? Oh yeah like, for sure. The men's side you know we know what we're doing. Yeah. We, Everybody knows what we're doing. Yeah. The game hasn't changed. <laughs> right. Uh, but we definitely have have something to prove about, you know, that's, that's what we are. Like, we, we try to set the example. Like, you should be, everyone should be at least on this level. Right. And if, you, if you're if you not, like, get yeah. fucked. Like, yeah. what well, are you I mean, even just, doing? Just try harder. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you I mean, even yeah. doing? Yeah. Um, so I, I will say, uh, based on, uh, or answering the second part of his question or will it be more pro players looking to play up uh, to the NWSL um, I would say based on my limited understanding of the structure of women's soccer in this country it's like NWSL is at the top and then like these leagues are like the next level down like yeah, there's, there's not there's, there's not no... a lot there to work with so all of anyone who comes to play for us is really if they want to continue to play, they're looking to move to the top level and right. even potentially get national call-ups right. as well. Like that's 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 women's I mean, soccer in this country is at the NCAA level. Their their next step is to go to first right. division. I, NWSL is in the middle of some transition period here, where they've they've been basically supported um, by U.S. Soccer. At, at, uh, you know, with a lot of money, with money, yeah. um, you know, they with pay, not as much as other well, other soccer in the country, well, but, they, but you yeah, know, they, they pay supported. the national team players um, who play within the who league. play within the league. They they're paid by U.S. Soccer. There's a few others that uh, like that are paid by U.S. Soccer. We would be um, dealing with players who are not yeah. uh, in that you know in group. that pool, right? Um, but the, I mean, the sad thing is, you're talking. You know, in that case, if you if you designate only the women in that pool as the professional players in the United States, you're talking about like 60 women. Yeah. Um, so obviously, we're gonna move to enlarge that a great deal. And yeah. Um, and you know, a, a, will, a lot remains to be seen about how uh, how the roster is structured. Yeah. Um, because it's gonna come down to trying to you know pick 
20 women who make sense together. Yep. Um, like any roster. Right. <laughs> so, you know, people are going to show up and play, and we're going to figure out yeah. what we're doing then. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're going to have a side. They're going to wear our crest and our, our kits, and so that means it's time to show up and yeah. get crazy. And then so the club actually today announced the head coach. Right. Um, and I know a couple people asked about head coaching uh uh, predictions about yeah. you know who we thought would be a head coach. Um, my answer to that would be like I have no fucking idea. I don't, yeah. Again, I don't know the scene that well, but um, the limited what I do know is that uh, Salvatore Perini is a great head coach for a women's soccer team. He um, was the technical director for uh, Canton Celtic. Okay. Uh, even before they became Detroit City West, right? They're West. Detroit West? City Youth yeah, West. West. Um, and so he has a lot of connections um, to the uh, women's soccer scene in Michigan mm. and I think is able to recruit some good players uh, of what I know of, of who he knows. Right. Um, and... You know, even though when 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 the one time we did play against him as a coach, we beat him three nothing. I think he is a good coach. When did we play? He used to be the Stars head coach. Oh, serious? And I think it was 2014. Oh wow. He coached. He coached uh, two games. Were they Sharda at that point? They were Sharda at that point. Uh, I believe that was the year they played in Berkeley. One of the years, the first time they played in Berkeley, and they they also shot like this whole documentary. They were gonna like film their whole season and create like multiple episodes. Oh right! Yeah. And then that project died after like episode four. <laughs> but the third episode was called Ninety Minutes of Hell, and it was the story of the stars. Uh, playing Play at Castag. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on YouTube still. And then um, I don't remember if either Novak or Northern Guard posted it onto YouTube, but um, there he Novak made a super cut of just like <laughs> the DCFC uh, aspects of like this 15 minute video. And it, and it was like nine minutes of it was about Detroit City. <laughs> It was like a it, the joke we always say. It was like a love letter to City from right. this from this video production crew. Man, we're working for the wrong team. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, what the heck happened here? So so yeah, his <laughs> so the one time he's he's coached against us is we we beat them three nothing, and then he he quickly quit as the as Stars head coach after it was either a game or two after that. And then he bought season tickets to City. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm I'm uh, really happy that you know at one I'm I'm sure I'm so I'm not sure but I would I would probably guess he had something to do with Canton Celtic talking to DCFC because he has yeah. been a fan for a while and he was I believe on the board of Canton Celtic. And, okay. Um, I don't know any like if he did or not, but like I, he's a fan. Like right. I imagine he well, he said something. Um, you know, the, I mean, it, it, without <laughs> it's hard to talk about City sometimes without sounding like just an incredibly arrogant asshole, right? Because <laughs> I mean, I mean that's, what, that's kind what, of our shtick. Because right? like what we got going is is pretty unique, yeah. And nobody else has got it, really. Yep. You know, I mean, like I I love some of our buddies, but 
you know, they aren't quite, Ooh, they aren't us. You know those saying? are some shots fired. So, like, you know, <laughs> you want to get on our level, like, it's 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 up here. Okay, it's, it's uh, no, no, no higher. Uh, no, it, it no, you're still too low. Too. It keeps going up. So, oh. you, you're going to need to uh, work, work hard. Right, right. I mean, you know, um, like, I, I don't want to pretend like we're just going to, March unmolested through 2020 and win every game and and it is an even year. Yeah, we we tend to be poorly <laughs> in even years. Um, I, I I do believe we'll break the curse for 2020 though, uh, just because like there's two it's there's two right. nothing nothing can stop this. Yeah, well, yeah, we I mean there's reasons to believe that we got you know we've got a reasonable amount of continuity. Yeah, um, at least for the next. Season, yeah, for, for one more year. Yeah. <laughs> um, questions, yeah. So I, guess, I, I want to say that you know, kudos to the Twitter crowd for like oh, throwing there was some a really shitload of questions. There were some, some really, really good ones. Good one. Like, there's a couple that I'm really excited to talk about. Yeah, yeah I'm too. So we, got, yeah, we got to move through these. But so I hope we answer that, Bill. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> see. Actually, uh, you can do the next one. Okay, um, Iluin. Uh, asks for the upcoming women's season. Who do you think we could realistically pull in as a friendly? I think I've kind of, kind of half previewed my thoughts on that. Because, I have no idea because I really, I mean, I, I feel like Chicago Red Stars are a team that we should be talking to. They're independent. Um, they're kind of fiercely independent. Yeah. Um, they have a good logo. They, they, they've, they clearly <laughs> get it. You know. Yeah, uh, they do get it. You, you know. It, in contravention of the uh, rest in peace Chicago Fire, um, the the Red Stars continue to kill it, and you know that would be we would be getting like international superstars playing in, at Keyworth. Yeah, you know Julie Ertz. Oh wow, uh, Danielle Colaprico, Sam Kerr is playing for Chelsea. Now, yeah, so we're not going to see her. But yeah, yeah. but I mean, um, th- for me that would be the one. If I'm if I'm you know working the phones for city yeah. you know that's who i would call it's making, like, making hey, some calls hi you know what are you doing in june or july that we could get you in here um, so as someone who doesn't know a lot about the red stars and assuming a lot of listeners probably don't mm-hmm. also um can you tell me a little bit more about them in terms of like the size of their club uh how do they perform? Right. Red Stars uh, are yet another club that was founded by Peter Wilt. Um, uh, they are the... That guy just doesn't stop. Uh, they're kind of like the lone survivor from the first... Was it WSL? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the or kind WPL? Of, I think it was WSL. Like went, But it was like, you know, three or four years, and the league went down. That's when the NWSL got formed with help from U.S. soccer. So the Red Stars are like the one team that kind of made that transition, I okay. believe. Um and after that, it was when, like, Seattle Portland, yeah. you know, came in. Um, so they're kind of OGs Got on it. the on How's the their supporter side. culture? Supporter culture is amazing. They have a – their supporters group is called Local 134. Um, uh, they've got a, they've got some wonderful women that run that. Uh, and, uh, they you know, their, their games are a good time. Yeah. Like, um, they draw how many usually? Uh, they You know, they I think they're playing at uh, Toyota Park now, which is oh, the fuck. old Chicago Fire yeah. 20,000 East Stadium. But I think they draw, like – New four to eight you okay. know, in there, yeah. so kind of keyworth crowd. Yeah, comparative. Um, and uh, but they don't like they don't bring it like we do, right? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the one thirty four is they're they're, they're good, good people, yeah, and and, good. and uh, you know we could get together and you know uh, yeah, have a friendly out of it. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like I mean that would be that would be the one to me in terms of a an NWSL side that we could get in here. Yeah. Um, 
that's the only obvious logical. Yeah. Like, I don't think friendlies are going to be as easy for the women's side because there's just not as many no, women's no, sides. Yeah, there's like, not. We're going to wind up kind of just playing every women's side around. Yep. I think there's not a lot, and I think. I mean, it's the MPSL season, right. so I don't know what other women's sides seasons look like in terms of how they line up with our calendar or right. our, the calendar we will have, but um, I, that's always the issue with that summer two-month team is like, are you going to have players? Is that aligned with uh, the schedules of other teams? And usually these are, are, are done... A year ahead of time, even right. they're planned right. a year ahead of time. Um, it isn't. It isn't how we normally run things with like two week notice. Right, like, exactly. Oh, oh, there's a thing coming. Oh, we, yeah. we'll figure that out. It's May, and we were talking about July, right? <laughs> we, we, we got plenty of time. Uh, but so that's that is going to be, I think, the hardest part about trying to get friendlies for that women's side. And I don't don't necessarily know if we'll have. I mean, I, it would right. be awesome. Well, I, I don't know. I think the other thing that like that we're used to in terms of an MPSL season is kind of like us trying to get more dates out of it, yeah. right? You know, like the, the the genesis of the friendlies is just that. Well, you know, we're, we're to a make business money. Yeah. Um, that has like seven home games, and we want to have ten home games. So, okay, well, three of them got to be friendlies. Yeah. Um, where the women's side, like they're going to be kind of like stepping off stage because the men are coming back in yeah. in August, I think. Um, I think so that's right. I, you know, it may be it may be a little more complicated in terms of scheduling um, yeah. because the, the guys are kind of doing that Apertura Clausura yep. type of schedule. Which actually brings me to a point that I, I wanted to make in a, in a question we got today that I, <laughs> I forgot who asked it. Is it Gus Macker? Yeah, so it was Gus Macker, and Gus Macker asked... Uh, what will the men's team do during the summer break? And so the interesting thing about the summer break is, is that is technically our preseason uh, because the championship for NISA is going to be in the spring. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so we're uh, our season is technically still happening. So we're doing another half season. <laughs> yeah. Well, so they had the showcase. <laughs> There's the fall showcase. They're doing the spring showcase. Okay. And then this, oh, this the, is all to get us on to fall to spring. To fall, exactly. So we're still kind of offset from the calendar. So it was, what was it, the fucking, well, it was Miami FC who was the East winners. And then mm. it, I think maybe Cal United, is that one of the, I don't That's fucking right. remember. Oakland, it wasn't Oakland. Oakland, like, didn't win a game. But or maybe they won one. But anyway, so it was Miami and those guys. And then it will be the winner of the East and West of the spring season and then there would be like a a four team like, uh, uh death what, match. what was the what was the NASL thing called the soccer bowl or something oh, yeah the soccer bowl soccer, right. yeah so they were trying to like do the soccer bowl format where it was like ah. the four teams I, I just hope they do like uh like they break ties with like you know a guy running at the keeper from <laughs> midfield total and bullshit. shit and like yeah <laughs> like you know, fuck goal differential goal differential <laughs> or like points per game like let's invent new ways like hot dog eating context yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly why not <laughs> Let's, let's like do like it. race clown cars around the right. pitch. Is there something we could do that's more American? Um, <laughs> so so yeah so the but I don't know what they're gonna do. Maybe they'll take the first and second from the East, and because Miami fucked everyone per okay. per use. But uh, so yeah so our so what are the men gonna do during their preseason summer break? I imagine uh, that's when. I think we're going to have international men's friendlies this coming season. Probably. Um, I, my guess, um, and, you know, 
I don't know if I should say this, but my guess is that they might not be in town. They might be in a different country for a while. So maybe in- save some interesting. money. Interesting. Interesting. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Just maybe. saying, summer 2020, maybe. if you're like, gee, what, what am I going to do for vacation? Like, maybe just hold fire for <laughs> a little while. That, yeah, that, that's that's a pro tip only to WNGS yeah. radio listeners. Yeah. I didn't say that, though. I don't know who said that. Who's Some dude just came in here and, like, pushed me aside, took my microphone, imitated me perfectly. Can't, Fucking that guy, weird. That guy was an asshole. I can't believe God. it. And he break an embargo on shit. Man, Man what why? the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Where'd so, that guy go after? Like, he's not even here now. He's disappeared. It's amazing. That guy was quick. To recruit that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no men's tryouts anymore. Oh, shit. Um, so, so maybe maybe they're taking a vacation in the summer. Maybe yeah. we're bringing people in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but I imagine it's because... So, anyway, so the reason why is because our season's split up. The preseason's going to be in July, which is pretty much how it aligns with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So, it's it may allow the men's side to have opportunities that we haven't had in previous seasons um, to allow us to either bring people in or take a take a tour somewhere, so yeah. that's that's our uh, yeah. <laughs> bloviating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, so John Krieger had a question for you, Sean, and he asks, "Why did you pull the pulled pork pie?" That was a, that's a tongue twister. Pull, hey. Pulled the pulled pork pie. Um, well, the, the pulled pork pie still exists in our hearts. <laughs> Um, the main problem is... Did you did you Popeye's chicken sandwich, the po- pulled pork pie? <laughs> no, it's... It, I, the demand was too high. I do... I, I, we are going to bring it back. Um, I tend to think of pulled pork more as a summer thing. Um, Interesting. So yeah, with like coleslaw and stuff. It's like, you know... I mean, that's that's how I know pulled pork is like, it's what you... Like pulled you make pork a, sliders or something. Right, you make a big shitload of it for like a yeah. family thing, you know, like... Um, uh, but the, the real answer is that um, it's about nine hours of cooking on a single day <laughs> for me, and I just haven't had a nine-hour cooking day available to me recently. So, um, like, I I actually bought a, butt, a, a Boston butt, you know, a yeah. pork butt. Yeah. Um, and Boston kinda, butt. Boston butt. It's like a Boston cooler, but yeah, exactly, but full of butt. <laughs> um, and and uh, brined it. Um, and then never got time to Ooh, cook it. Forever brined. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> just dried it's, it out. It's just, well, I mean, it's just sitting. Like a mummy. It's still sitting in the walk-in cooler. Like, there's oh, this no. just big. What, it could be magical, though. There's a big, like, butt. saltwater butt. pork thing. Pork butt. Yeah, that I'm just kind of like, oh. What am I going to do? I brined do? that a month ago. <laughs> I just got to throw it away. Um, you don't, you don't want to, like, make crazy food so that's, experiments. That's why... I haven't done pulled pork. Uh, it's time pies. consuming. Yeah, it's time consuming, and uh, like it's a recipe. Resource it's a recipe that I have developed over over time, so it's not like something I can farm out. Got it. To is it is it a secret recipe? It's, no, it's, <laughs> no, it's fucking pulled pork. No, it's pulled pork. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just pulled pork that you make in the oven that you don't have to like get a smoker for. Is uh, Clubhouse got one of those Instapots? Like you could you could probably cut <laughs> that a, time in half. That's a small portion. I mean, I, I'm like just usually get a giant I do like, pressure cooker. I do like you know 18 pounds of pork in one shot. <laughs> just a whole pig. Yeah, just like go for it. It's <laughs> a lot of pork. It is a lot of pork. 18 pounds. Yeah, a lot. How of many le- pies does 18 pounds of pork make? Um, pulled pork pie. About uh, 150. I would have thought more than that. 
Well, it's not that much. I mean, you know, you got waste. Waste slash you <laughs> eating the pulled pork as you're making it. I don't think the flavor's quite right. <laughs> I wanted to keep t- tasting this. Ah, it needs more salt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so next question. Okay, so next question is from Brian Anderson. Um, I remember that it's from Brian Anderson because I remember the question because it's awesome. Uh, but so, I can't, I can't Brian, actually... Brian Anderson is the uh, athletic director for Hamtramck Public Schools. Right, right yes. Um, Huge city fan. I'd even call him NGS. I would. I think, he's, yeah. I think he calls himself NGS. He's, yeah, he's in. I mean, he's you know, in. He's you, in. Do you want to be in? You're in. You're in. It's easy as that. Um, his, his question is, who wins in a match between the summer and fall teams, and then follow up three five two or four two three one? Uh, did he? Did he? Oh, so he would use that to differentiate the teams. I think that yeah. I think that what he's like what so he's saying is that it's the three have five two, two summer team or the four, t- two, four two three one fall team. Between the two, you played those teams together against each other. Who would win? So. Okay, we're assuming... You, you go first. We're, like, like, I'm assuming that this is a magic clone universe where, like, all the, all the common players are two biggies? Are on, yeah, two oh, biggies, God. two Jalen's, so it's going to cause a singularity. Two Steve <laughs> um, uh, But for me, I think the summer team beats the fall. Okay, so here's, here's what I would say. I would say that if it's, like, best out of... You know, you played ten times, like, I think the, the summer team is going to win, like, seven of those. Wow. Okay? But I think if it's a one-off game... The fall team is... They're more disciplined? Like, they're tougher mentally. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just more experienced. Um, but the lack of, like, not having Musa, not having Lajop, um, not having Max Todd. Yeah. Uh, those are three big misses for me that are, like, <laughs> like elite talent that we didn't, like, we didn't really replace going into the well, fall. Well, that's, that's why it was a, the 4-2-3-1. Right. And we, we still... Like, but I, we, we still, still kind of the, the fucking cosmos. We still, like, we, we still kind of romp the league, but but I think we like if we could have just kept the two the two kids, like yeah, you know, wow, <laughs> that would have made the, the whole roster way different if you have Lajop in there. Yeah, so I, I actually I, I'm on the same page as you. I, I think there was something just really really special about that summer team. Um, there was with the fall team. They, both teams were had, were just really special teams, right? Um, but and well, are we saying <laughs> this? This this will, this may change my answer. But are we saying that Magic Clone Singularity Universe? Um, are we saying that both of these teams are peak form? Are we going by past performance? I mean, I, I would. I I kind of when I imagine teams, I imagine them playing as well as they can play. Peak form. Right. Um, okay, well, that actually, I think, may change my answer. Really? Yeah. So I think that the the mental fortitude of the fall team would have beat out the kind of scrappy bang-em-out game summer team. Huh. Okay. Um, and the reason, so... The reason why I say that and the reason why it changes it is I think the fall team had a lot of injury issues. Yeah, they did. And and if you play, were, you were to play those two teams based on past performances and based on uh, not on on-paper perfection, I think that the summer team probably had the advantage. That that team was incredibly healthy. There was no injuries. A little deeper. They were they were a little bit deeper except for a couple positions on the, the back wings, but they, they definitely were deeper. 
Um, I mean, you know, think about like okay, so in the four two three one, where it's the back line is Rich Stephen Jalen or Rich Jalen Stephen um, uh, Tendai Tendai. Um, in the in the three five in the in the three five two, which is really kind of a, a three, five, yeah, right? Five. Um, so you've got you got Tendai, Curvin, Tendai on the right, Curvin yeah. Kenton on the left, yep, and then and then Will Perkins, yeah, also back Will, there Will too. Perkins in the mix on yeah. the right, um, and you've got you still got Stephen and Jalen, but you got Musa there, like you know, kind of cleaning things up, just crazy, yeah. right? <laughs> um, I just I and the other thing is that. The, the Max Todd Sean Claude Lawson partnership was something special, unbeatable, unbeatable. And we never got that kind of offensive True. rhythm going. Um, but I, in the I fall. blame that. I blame that on the injuries because yeah. our forwards, Sean was injured. Sean was hurt a lot. Um, Ryan Peterson was injured. Yeah. I mean, Yazid was really the only guy who right. was like a, a like a like he had to just the top, there like a grind. target man up top right. like th- that was it right and so i think the the fall team was kind of forced to play differently because of that yeah. but everyone healthy you have like god i really wish i we could have seen like a 100% healthy ryan peterson yeah oh, you, you know. I, I think it would have changed kind of how the team looked and how the team played um, and same with i mean the <laughs> Fucking uh, Lawson, Sean came on. The first game he came back, he subbed in in like what the 60th minute, right? And then got a hat trick. Right. Again, yeah. was it Napa? I forgot I who it was yeah. against. I think it was. Uh, but then he got a fucking hat trick, like the, right. his first game back, and and <laughs> I mean it would have totally changed it. So I think if if we're going on paper, football manager, fucking two uh, like informed teams, I think fall beats. Beats summer only in that they would have played the entire ninety minutes. Yeah, I mean, for me, when I kind of think about teams, uh, I think of them in terms of like how balanced are they, how rounded are they. Yeah, and I feel like the the roster for the fall was not as balanced or as round. Like we had, true, we had good like um, like our starters were absolutely solid. We didn't have a lot of well, like um, for example, in midfield. Uh, we have a lot of lightweight players in midfield. True, um, and a lot of Bakeys and Dannys. Like late, late, yeah. Like, <laughs> we tend to have like a holder and then like three gazelles. Yeah, right. Um, and the holder in the summer was was Lay. Yep, Jop, who um, just is kind of a load. You know, <laughs> I mean, he really like he was that like, like just center mid that co- just covers a ton of ground yep. laterally. Um, yeah, left and right. He was all over. Right. He was all over. And box and, to box, left to right. And so, like replacing him with James Vaughn, you get kind of a more, little more like, like a calmer, like mm-hmm. he's a, an older player. Yeah. So he's a little more like slower. Yeah. Like more cerebral, um, but doesn't have that like, you know, that physical explosive like uh, impact. Yeah. Um, that that you know, you a lot of times you want out of that destroyer. Yep. Um, so you know, he's definitely we were, he was definitely more calculated. So that was that was yeah. kind of. That was one of the things for me, like in the fall, is that we were kind of we were we were finessy. Yeah, we had to be finessy. We yep. didn't have any other option. Yep. Um, and and then that that finessy midfield didn't really a lot of times didn't gel very well with the way Yazid wants to play, which yep. is like run. scrappy run battle for balls. Yep. You know, he's got his back. He's got, puts yeah. His ass he will. He was like a great hold up. Right. Hold up center. Right. So so you know that combinate like those two things didn't exactly click for me. Um, but you know, like 
you got to put a team out. And, yeah. You know, you, these are the guys you got. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like I'm not, I'm, I, in no way am I saying that, like, <laughs> Trevor had some other option that he should have gone with. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I feel like, and, and the feeling, like, I can tell you as somebody who is here feeding the guys every day, like, the feeling of the MPSL season, like, as it got into that last month was, like, a desperate grind. Like, yeah. just trying to get guys healthy. <laughs> like, you know, guys would show up in boots or limping. Oh, dude, the magic boot. For, for all, around. Like, every, <laughs> every, after every game, they come in, like, you know, Steven's limping, Jalen's limping, Bakey's in a boot. Um, somebody else has got, like, got, you know, ice on their hammy. Like, it's, you know, like, we Constant. really, it was, it was a thin, it was a thin team to begin with, and we had a couple big injuries that made it thinner. Yeah. And so, like, you know, Steven and Jalen were playing through, you know, significant injuries yep. the whole the season. Whole season. Um, uh, summer and fall. Right. So, I mean, uh, you know, that that is part of why I say I think that 7 out of 10 would be summer because there was just more depth, yeah. you know. Uh, if one of them gets dinged and goes down, like, well, we can, we can switch back to the four, no big deal. Yeah. Like, we really had two center backs. Yeah. And, you know, once the kid from Guam got hurt, it was like, yeah. <laughs> like that's Bor- it. No, not – was that – not Borges. Uh, What's his name? God, the fuck. <laughs> I feel like in my mind, I just I, like, I, I said the kid from Guam, and then yeah. his name vanished from just my head. Gone forever. Shit. We'll have to look that up. <laughs> Speaking of international players from Guam, <laughs> nice segue right there. Uh, there was a couple questions about um, some news that broke uh, when I when I put out the question on my Twitter. Um, there was uh, I was at the four two three podcast in Chattanooga. Uh, interviewed, I think uh, their owner or one of their board members, Tim Kelly or something. I think it was Tim. Yeah. And uh, a little piece of info leaked that Nisa is going to have a uh, international roster uh, cap on okay. the number of players. And I, if I recall the the leak or whatever you want to call it, the the number currently is it was seven. Okay. Uh, so what that means is Nisa teams will not be able to field more than seven international players uh, on their roster on your eight, on like your game day eighteen. Is that right? Or like not, uh, not probably to... the official roster? Like you probably have guys who are so we you know have... with the team, but okay. not not okay. on the so roster. It's like, okay, so you can't have okay. Um. Well, I you know. So that's something we've never had to deal with we before. Had to deal number with it, one, but, but this is like this is part of joining the the, the <laughs> wider joining world the, of joining football. the adult table, right? Is uh, <laughs> yeah, Josh Champney, everybody, uh, buy your tickets today buy from your, Josh. Buy your tickets. Get those gold cards. Parking's <laughs> limited next season. Yes. Um, yeah, you know this is part of uh, part of building a roster everywhere in the world, uh, especially in lower leagues. I mean, all, every lower league everywhere has a mandate to develop players. And yep. part of the way you enforce that mandate is to say, okay, well, you can only have so many foreigners. Yep. Um, now, there's things you can do, like anybody holding a green card counts as an American. Yeah, that's what I actually wanted to get into because I'm, I'm sure that there'd be some confusion over what makes a player an international player. Right. And um, so do you want to go into that? Well, I mean, it's it's really down to your citizenship. Um, if you dual citizens count as Americans um, uh, or people with holding a green card count as Americans. But if you're just here on a temporary visa, you're a foreigner. Okay. Um, and that would be the P, P, P1, P1 visas. Yeah. Um, they, now... Um, 
you know, some people ask specifically about like Stephen Carroll, like Stephen Carroll's Irish. Yep. Um, you know, uh, he's been here a while and plans to stay here. So yep. that kind of situation, you, you don't know where a guy is in yep. terms of like pursuit of a green card. Yep. Um, and the, one of the wild things about this is like as soon as that happens, some, that person is transformed into. A domestic uh, player. No way. So, so you like know, you get like, another spot right, out of thin if, air. If it happens, if that happens in like May, suddenly, yeah. boom, we got another slot. Intra, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, magic. Um, it's yeah. It, <laughs> it, it happens. It, like when I was covering MLS, the MLS teams will. They have three have, spots, right? Uh, no, they have like seven. Oh, they have they're seven tradable. Um, and oh, they, all their fucking roster yeah, bullshit. Tradable. Well, the other thing is they, um, but they'll they'll you know like hire immigration lawyers to like push through green card stuff. So, like, uh, a dude named Johan Koppelhoff has played for Chicago for, like, three years. He's a green card holder now. He's okay. a domestic player. Um, even though he's 100% Dutch. Yeah. He's, you know, <laughs> came only, here to play. Came here when he was 26 years old. Yeah. He's not American at all. He just has American green card, so he counts as American. Um, and so, we, you know, we could see some things like that. But, but yes, that means that, you know, Yazid, Tendai, um, Steven, um, uh, Danny Deacon, uh, Max Todd, um, Lawson, Sean Claude Lawson, all, all you know, foreigners. Um, yep. You know, in, in terms of they don't have American citizenship or a green card, so yeah, they'll take up one of those slots. Um, it means that you know Trevor is likely to have. I, I think he's probably, you know, I'm sure he's working the phones like crazy right now because yeah. you know January is when that's when so- shit shit yeah. happens. Right, when players report here February one. Yep. So, oh, you know, we got to get uh, this breaking done. news February first. Players will be here. Yep. Uh, so. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he balances that. Um, he's so experienced. You know, yeah. that's not going to. That's a, I mean, that's him. the thing is like, like we. I'm at ease, right? <laughs> like, you know, we don't we don't have to really worry about it because you know our dude's a genius and he's going to figure it out. So yeah, um, yeah. I think I think it's going to be really interesting to see how a club like Chattanooga, who traditionally has been yeah like just. Internationally, forty percent Brazilians. Uh, I mean, I, I think, I think, like, yeah, nine of their starting eleven were internationals. Right. Maybe, maybe more. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting to see how you know clubs that have been in NPSL like like Chattanooga kind of wrestle with the the change in you know. Right. Roster well, my, limits, you know, Miami. And they not, have the same coach too. I yeah. think that they have the same. Yeah, I think it, been, was it Bill Hicks? Is that is that who's their head coach? <laughs> I can't hear the name Bill Hicks and not think of Bill Hicks. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> but I think it's it's. I think it's Bill something. Um, <laughs> but so he's been their coach for I believe a while, and and has never had to deal with right roster limitations like that. Basically, well, I mean, you know. I think it's interesting that you, as you know, the NPSL is like just just get a team together, just, <laughs> just get, fucking just get, get some players. Just oh get like my 15 god, fifteen dudes, like something. Just get some people. Play like, all your games. Go, you know, like if you can, if you can, maybe put it on a Mykuju. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're not going to make you, but yeah. if you could, <laughs> if you could, that'd be cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that we're going to be. But, but this is like um, going back. There's there's another question in the list somewhere. I think it's maybe Gordon Widener. Uh, asked about if there's any youth players around. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Tre- I think today. Yeah, that Trevor might be taking a look at. And I mean, long story short, right now probably not. Like I don't, you know. I think he I wants mean, to get his guys. You know, I'm sure that like okay, so 
um, he wants to get he wants to get the main guys together, and then he's he's gonna try he's gonna trial guys. You know, yep. he's gonna have guys in for training. Yeah, um, that's one thing I noticed with the switch to professional was that there was a lot more guys kind of in a trial situation. Right, right. Well, like before the a good example like before the fall season. Uh, Michigan Stars have recruited like five Argentinian dudes to come play <laughs> yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, then they, I think they went there and were like, "Oh, this is what we're prom- this wasn't what we were promised," and like, you know, left <laughs> and came to us yeah. and said, "You know, we'd like to try." Oh, it was Harry Solomon who asked. Sorry. Okay. okay. Yeah. Harry, so, thank you. Um, so you know, and yeah, those guys were here for you know. A, Four days, um, yeah. and, you know. Trevor's like, mm, sorry, it's moving along. So you know that that kind of thing will be how it's handled. I think um, the main thing. Okay, so let's say you're a kid. I'm gonna I'm gonna name a name right now. This is a name that everybody probably knows, right? Or at least has heard one time. Connor Butcher. Connor, fucking Butcher. Jeans kid, right? Jeans. So Gene Butcher, if you don't know, he's one of the founders of Northern Guard. Yep. His his. Son Connor is, I believe, a he's 16. He's like a junior right now. I believe so. Yeah, I think he just finished his junior year high school. He's like third team All State. Yeah, he scored like he scores like 20 goals. A he scored season. like I think he scored like he scores a shit. Oh, he had, I forgot because in high school they do like points or like right, assists. Yeah, so it's like yeah. So I think he had like f- more than 40 points this season. Right. Which. Right. It's like unreal. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah, kick and play. Um, I think he beat a pyramid record at, he's got at a, his at his yeah. school. And he's got it like so that like okay. I'm not saying necessarily that Connor Butcher's the guy, right? Yeah. But but somebody like that. Okay. Yeah. What will happen is, um, you know, if it, what I, what I imagine will happen is that you know we'll we'll kind of do discreet inquiries around the region to say like. Who's your ballers? Yeah, um, and then we'll get those kids in here and give them a chance to to see what it's like to train with us. Yeah, um, because it's it's well, a whole lot different than your high school training, right? Yes, it's, it's like it's so fast, it's yeah. so demanding, and there's usually two things going on at once. You're doing you're doing a technique drill, but there's also like a mental aspect mm-hmm. to it that you're asked that mm-hmm. you're asked to kind of participate in, um, and you know, um, so. Basically, what happens in that situation is you've got some kids with some talent, and you got to like the, that talent is just a little germ inside them, <laughs> a little, a little like, seed. Got to heat you're it up to, to see, like eighty-two degrees. Yeah, what you're trying to see is one, or, you know, maybe some of those guys that seed will bloom because of that exposure to a higher level. Like, oh, they can get it, they can yeah. do it, they can think of that level, they can the touch is good enough to play at that level. Yeah, and those are the guys that are going to wind up. You know, getting yeah. a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, so for me, developing our own players is the way to dominate this league because okay. everybody's got the same roster restrictions. Yep. Um, if you can find two the, useful players, yep, the out, of your, out of your basin, you've so made that a that difference. brings me to talking about youth and signing them to like this pro this pro team, right? Okay. Um, there are contracts that youth players can get that allow them to play for professional teams mm-hmm. without um, ruining their eligibility right. for NCAA. I forgot what the exact name of the contract is. Um, it's like, like a, a youth trialist whatever contract. Right. And it, and but it allows us to pay them like 50 bucks a week or whatever. Yeah, to, yeah you know. 50 bucks a week, and it, and it allows them to keep their eligibility with, with NCAA. Right. Um, it's the same, like, it's like what all... 
everybody except the people that are signed for the first team in the UK yeah. are under that contract yeah. usually. Like, okay, it's, you know. So that, it will, it could be an option for us next year as well. Are we going to do that? Is Trevor interested in doing that? I, I don't think either of us have any idea right. about that. But I mean, my guess is, like, because, I mean, um, in our conversations with each other, Trevor's talked about, um, you know, his his feelings about the way, like, he set up the LA Galaxy Academy yeah. uh, back when MLS decided, it, 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 oh, wait, he, we need he, to develop he, players. He started it. Yeah, he yeah. started it. Um, and then, it, like, he kind of felt like the vision of it kind of got betrayed over time. Um, per use. So that, yeah. But, like, the fact that he thinks about it that way makes me think that he would love to have a couple of 17-year-olds who, yeah. you know, are just given a little a little jolt to yeah. the team, like, you know. Um, it, and be, it kind of it kind of raises everybody's ideas. you got somebody yeah. to mentor. Like, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's, God, that's, I, I, I'm totally now, as we're 10 minutes into fucking talking about this, <laughs> thinking about the possibilities of, of that within, you know, our existing youth structure. Yeah. And... Like God, we really have a route to first team here. There really, know? there is. Like, and it's you know, really cool. Like if you're on one of those, if you're a 12 year old who's on one of those teams, you're you're on the clock, baby. Four years from now, <laughs> like ball out. You know, yeah, like a few hours a day, and we'll see you. God, I, yeah, I mean, we'll pop some smoke off for you. I, I think it's a little bit. I'm sure there's new things happening. So he asked. Harry Solomon II asked, um, is there anything new on the youth side? Are there any youth good enough in uh, Trevor motherfucking James's eyes to get a pro contract as a team? So I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure there's yeah. stuff happening. It's new on the youth side that um, we don't know that, you know, Trevor's, that's what he, that's what he, I think, is passionate about is, right. is building, you know, these youth systems within an organization. Right. As, as you touched on with, like, the Galaxy. and um, But I, I think, so my take on this would be it might be too early in the process that there is, like, a hot prospect. Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling it'll be, like, at this, at this point we've got, what, four academy side, or four youth teams that we're yes. affiliated with, like Genesee. Well, there's Genesee, there's Downriver, there's, Down there's River. West, right. and then there's the in-house there's DCFL. The academy, one. right. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, this is probably a matter of just making some phone calls, right? Like, yeah. calling. Like, I mean, it's, like, no, it'll be, it'll be like a no promises, like, do you have anybody who you think might have a chance, you yeah. know? And those coaches will throw a couple players at us yeah. and we'll see what happens yeah. um, and you know uh, that's that's how it works everywhere in the world right? <laughs> you know you you get a chance at the big club yeah. and you show them something yeah. and suddenly you're you're in there you know yeah. um, how realistic though do you think that it would be that we sign a youth player to a, a pro a, whatever that pro trialist contract youth youth pro contract I don't even I guess I should look it up I mean uh, it, you know, it, it would be fairly difficult um, yeah, I, I, because we train in the morning. You yeah. know, I mean, we like the, the training day, like a regular work day for our players is come in and have breakfast, have a, have a quick meeting. Usually they kind of talk over what they're going to try to accomplish at, at practice. Then you go to practice and you come back and have lunch and then there's breakouts. So sometimes it's film, sometimes it's, you know, physio, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's the structure of the day. So... Any kid who's actually 
on our roster is going to have to homeschool or yeah. you know go, go, like or, or go on go online school yeah. you know I mean which my daughter does that you yeah. know um, it's not that hard anymore yeah. um, but that would be that would be something like they that, would they would basically like, that's like, wild you'd be diving in that's as like a 16 year old so unusual right I mean, for, but I mean, for, for the US I right, should say right. and it, it's you know I mean I you know our manager um you know, was a pro at a very young age yeah. um, until he, like, just totally destroyed his knee. and was 25? I think he was, like, 25, 26, yeah. something like that, when he tore his knee up and had to retire. Um, so, I mean, this is the world he comes from. He's, he's used to, you know, that promising 16-year-old, like, oh, there's a new kid from the academy. Let's, let's see what he's got, you yeah. know? Um, so, you know, my I would anticipate that he's hoping to build, you know, he hopes to build this yeah. into a full-blown club. And that's part of it. That is part so of it. It's really nice when the music turns. Oh my god! It's, it is Holy so shit, nice. There's a lot of sound pressure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a that's a good segment of question right there because <laughs> we definitely we chewed the like, shit out of that. Yeah, we did. We chewed the shit out of it. Um, Roger, and yes, Tonto asked. Um, moving to Nisa brings many new teams. Many new teams, of course. Winning the league is the goal. Is that what needs to be achieved to consider the year to be a success? What measurements should we look at to judge City's season a success? Hashtag it's an even year. I, okay. Um, I'm not one of those people who feels like, you know, second place is first loser, you know? So specifically, yeah. fuck that guy. Anybody <laughs> saying that right now? Just look in the mirror and say, I'm a fucking idiot. Because there's a whole spectrum of outcomes that are... And success and how you define it. We'll see how it goes. I mean, we don't know what kind of roster we're going to put together. We don't know what kind of roster everyone else is going to put together. And it's possible that, you know, like the Cosmos are like, fuck this. We're spending some money. (laughs) And and they just like, yeah, they're just like... Shit Just really take a shit on everyone. I I imagine they want to take a shit on us. Right. I'm sure they do. (laughs) Um, I think they're going to find it harder than they anticipate. Um, but because we're a real club and not like a whatever a shadow of yesterday's club who occasionally recruits players. Yeah. Um, but you know. So how would you? So then, how so would you define it? How would you define success for 2020 for the club uh, as a whole? I would say that for us to continue. Okay, um, we need to see continued growth. Uh, Everywhere, kind of. Um, we need to. We need to, uh, more butts in the seats at city games. We need the, the women's league to go well. Asses in the stands. Asses in the stands. Um, we uh, also, um, basically, what I look for out of a football club is coherence, right? I, I want them. Yeah. I want it to feel have, have vision and direction. Feel as if you. This is a. This is an identifiable project, and that you know. I mean, we've talked about it before. Like I covered the fire for years, and yep. that was. A great deal of my frustration with them as an organization is lack just, of direction. It was just incoherent. It's yeah. like, okay, well, well we're, like we're just first the, division. They're just we're doing these chopping and changing. They're patching things. the roster constantly. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. You know, um, so for me, if we'll, we'll be a success in 2020, if you know, if we establish a way we want to play and we play that way, and it's reasonably successful. Yeah. Now, I, I understand that you know bad outcomes are possible, and it doesn't mean you're terrible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we have not done well on even years, mostly because we've tended to go on open cup runs on even years. Yep. We're not going to do that this year because we're not qualified for the open cup, uh, I think, are we? No, we're – so I don't know if anyone's actually asked that. We'll come back to this. But um, open cup 
today. Did they just announce some changes? Today they're announcing changes. And um, so we, as a professionally sanctioned team. Pro. Pro pro soccer. (laughs) As a professionally sanctioned team, we are obligated uh, to the Federation to participate in Open Cup. Um, But they are totally changing the entire structure of it. Like, and you have to play with both hands inside your anus. <laughs> what? Yeah. Because you're Nisa. Oh, yeah. okay, that oh. seems fair. No, so they're they're changing the schedule. They're changing when teams enter in. Um, yeah. MLS is actually entering in earlier, which is okay. whatever. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, you um, know. But I, so so the big thing, the, the, the fucked up part is the Open Cup's going to start in March, mid-March. And for the open division teams. So that's the teams that have open qualified. That is NPSL. That is UPSL. Completely fucks all the NPSL teams. Completely fucked uh, semi-pro or amateur teams or whatever you want to call them because they can't even get their players till May and they have to start in March. Oh, my God. Um, So... If somebody somebody in U.S. soccer just kind of like brushing off their hands like, (laughs) job done. (laughs) Yeah, fucked that. Um... (laughs) And there's actually some some rumors. There's some rumors that uh, USL League Two might just say fuck the Open Cup and just not participate. They're not required to, isn't it? That's kind of what Sean was indicating when he was talking to us, right? Saying we'll never play the Bucks know. again. I don't know. Maybe because I think he's there's saying some that, rumors. Yeah, US the PDL, which is USL Two, is not going to play. Like yeah. he, when, he he didn't say that but he said we're not going to play the Bucks again. When the freshly shorn Sean man <laughs> dropped in on us a minute ago, he was saying that we'll never play the Bucks again probably. Yeah. Cuz what, what the fuck? That could yeah. be just Sean fucking with us. Yeah, he could be fucking with us. It's fine. He just does that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be that would be really interesting and like I don't kind of feel it would just piss me off. Like I hate the Open Cup, but like god, it's I everything USL does, I just feel obligated to be mad at. I you know I, I think that it's interesting to me that people are trying to talk about the USL as if it's some kind of fresher alternative. <laughs> um, did you read the thing that Nippon Chopra just yeah, put out yeah. about how the way about the, how the it's way basically that... wholly owned by New Rock and they can just take money out whenever they want? Just like yeah, they've they've like they've it's, they've collected like ten point seven million of the ninety three million. That they, yeah, they just kind of they just kind of take it. They're like, yeah, we need that for offices or whatever the fuck. And they don't have bonuses. to. They don't have to answer to anybody. They don't have to. They're wholly owned. They're, I didn't know that was how the structure was. It's just no. like, oh, we're just going to take money out of this from this league, and yeah, it's it's bad. Like that that <sighs> report of his was like, oh, it's like VC bullshit. Yeah, exactly. It's just it, that's exactly what it is. It's like, hey, let's do a long term play just under MLS. Like we'll let MLS like fuck up and fall apart, and then we'll be like, whoo, you know, we've got four hundred teams that we've you know. Like, we've done the monorail speech to them at every minor league ballpark in America. Like, ah, you got you need some more dates on this thing. <laughs> you know what you need? It is minor league soccer. Minor league soccer, friend. It is the it's, future. It's the USL. That's what you need to do. Um, and, man, we're going we're gonna to go on another tangent really how, quick. How long? Uh, this episode is going to be like four hours long. Actually, we're not bad. We're not bad. I think we're like a little over an hour. Okay. I think it's not bad. <laughs> and, you know, when you put one out once every three months, right, exactly. like, you can listen to it two hours. This would be like episode. a hardcore history. Yeah. Like one of those four and a half hour <laughs> yeah, episodes. Just like, fucking dig in. Because, yeah, supernova like, in the east. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, actually on the way over here, I was actually thinking about um, 
I, I really wish someone with more skill set and more uh, time and, and desire to do this would do this. Because <laughs> I don't have it, but I really wish that this information was like compiled and, and organized. Like I, I want to like pay attention to this live updating data of how does public money get used divided by leagues um, okay. uh, and specifically soccer like I, fucking NFL is just ungod like I don't even give a shit because the number is just so ungodly yeah. that it's like it would just make me sad to know how much public money gets used. Well, and, but, yeah. like, I really wish that there was a spreadsheet or, a, you know, data tables of broken down, like, okay, so MLS this year has taken, you know, right. $800 million of public money, and USL has taken uh, $300 million, and NISA has taken $5 million, and right. NPSL's whatever, you know, <laughs> taking two grand. <laughs> <laughs> so the city offered to clean up the stadium yeah, after the game. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, no, I wish that, like, that data was out there because I really yeah. want to see it. And I don't remember why I was going on this tangent other than well, just talking about USL and their sales pitch. The, and, like, a big part of MLS and USL sales pitch is, like, getting a soccer-specific stadium, using public money to get it there. Right. Well, like, look at what Lansing did. I mean, they, they that, oh was, that was the, the, the like... We, oh, my God, Lansing like, folded since the last time we recorded yeah, this podcast. That was, that, but that was, like, an exemplar of the USL pitch, which is like, hey, minor league baseball owner, you've only got, you know, 62 games a year. What about 20 more? How would that feel? You know, the, the guy's like, well, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll you know, open the place up, yeah. sell some tickets, get a bunch of concessions. Um, and... You and, know, then, and, 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 like, and then, well, like, he gets, like, the, a third the, of it, and well, then it just collapses. And the, but the and the part of the pitch that is really kind of devious and, and the one where, you know, it went wrong for Lansing, I think, is that um, they – USL goes further than just pitching this idea. Yeah. They go to – the Chamber of Commerce, the Chamber of Commerce, and the and the and the, and the, the, uh, the local the city council, you know, right? The, whoever's whoever's got the planning decision board making or whatever it is to yeah, and some money to allocate to things, and they say, "Listen, this is going to be a great thing for the community, and it's just going to cost this much." We're going to bring five hundred thousand yeah. people like into we, Lansing, right? Well, and, and we're going to bring all these people into Lansing, and and, and, and each this, of them are going to spend a hundred dollars. It's going to children. It's going to cost like. It, sure, it's going to cost like three or four million dollars now, but this is—it's going to pay out over years. It's, just, it's always going to be here. And, Community tie-ins, right? Um, you know, and clearly, like uh, this is this—it is what it is. Like here, you know, we we are at a point in our society where you know, getting private things paid for with public money is kind of like falling off a log. Um, and, you know, if you really want to get pissed off about it, go talk to John Mozina. He's oh got a God. whole thing. Please talk to John. If you're passionate about this, yeah. talk to John Mozina because yeah. he is also passionate He's about also this. also passionate about this. Um, and, he, you know, he actually has, a, like, a think tank devoted yep. to undoing started, this. Started his own think tank and is doing work. Right. And pissing people off. Right. And, and pissing the right people off. In a, in a bipartisan way, and that's his big thing, is right. it doesn't really... <laughs> matter where you stand on on the political spectrum it's something that pretty much everyone agrees upon that like public money for stadiums when we bad uh, when we give money to develop the property that people are going to have a business on billionaires are going to have a business right, on the billionaires are going to keep this business ha- and they're just going to take that money and what what they like i they, this is you know the 
when do we when does capitalism happen? When do you like <laughs> make that, a business and rein, down? reinvest the marginal gain into the business? Like that's the way it's supposed to work, right? But that's not how it really works. Yeah. How it really works is like fuck you pay me. Yep. Like we there's no there's no market. No. There's just a series of guys with guns pointing at your head saying fuck you pay me. Yeah. That's the entirety of the modern market. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so, you know, and it, and it's not I mean it's that's what that's what it's it's all around us, but it has become entrenched and ingrained in right. U.S. soccer right. as well. It really has. Yeah, and you know, um, it, like I don't want to, I don't want to over like like understand that what we are doing and the way we are doing it is much harder. It's way harder this way. Okay? Almost impossible. It's 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 fucking difficult. Like um, that's you know, why. So you, far, we're the only ones who have really been able. If to you do come it. in, well, I mean, if you come into like if you've been into the Detroit City offices in the last month, you've had a bunch of people just sort of walking around like a thousand yards there because this <laughs> year has been shocked. this year has been very very hard. You know, uh, we've had we've just swallowed an elephant and we're trying to shit it out, <laughs> and it's painful. That's never heard um, never heard that one before and you know like I mean um, one of the big fear like one of Lindsay Pearson yeah. um, is our social media person you guys probably know Lindsay. wizard right um, and her she told me before the I hope this isn't wrong for me to say Lindsay so sorry I guess um, but before the season she was like I'm worried that with all with the increased scrutiny that comes with being professional that people are going to People are going to come to the conclusion that it was like that it's all just smoke and mirrors because there's really like literally five employees, like yeah. five full time employees of this club. But, you're not talking about technical staff, like, yeah. but I mean, okay, so I mean, I can list them, right? Lindsay, Kevin, Josh, Logan, me, Trevor, and then Sean and Todd, yeah. our owners that yeah. work here all the time. So that's 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 it. That's all the people. Everybody else is like part time or interns or comes Fills in and helps. In, yeah. Um, so you know, it's a lot. For uh, like the you guys things, made things it look, doing. you guys made it look real good. <laughs> <laughs> but but what I'm saying is that like there's a reason that people go with USL because if you if you're just like if you're you know your dude is worth 200 million and you got this baseball team and they come in and pitch you you're like let's see seven million dollars a year plus like what two million a year running yeah. costs for yep. ten years okay so we're talking total investment of 30 million okay I can do that. Let's do it, and you don't have to. You don't have to fuck with it. Just write it off and whatever. Right? Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll figure out a way to get it back in taxes, and we'll we'll get some payola from public funds and whatever. Yeah. Um, And you know, it does make it a whole lot easier. And and then you know, then instead of of everybody kind of like adding people very carefully because you can't have a bad hire because yeah. that's that's a huge percentage of your payroll. It's yeah. just like, eh, we got a million dollars for payroll, so, you know, hire some media people, get some guys to do this and that, you know. Whatever. You just, you just kind of yeah. put together, like very quickly, they'll put together a team of 20, 30 people that are a, the, the, kind of the, maybe the proper size for a front yeah. office. Um, <laughs> and and know, just ev- seven times more. Right. And everybody, everybody <laughs> just kind of, you know, everybody can just do their job and it's just kind of easy peasy, you know, here we go. Um, you know, so there's a reason the USL has traction because it's fuckload easier than this. Like, yeah. you know, starting from scratch, um, refusing to take public money, um, it's it's the hard way. Not to do compromising it. on your values, right? All, like trying to only work with organizations. It's the hard that, way, you know. But but I mean, yeah. for me, like if you want to if you want a connection to your community, and if you want to if you if you're really trying to build the real thing, you know, the kind of thing that Dennis Bergkamp talks about, where you like you. You get that feeling, yeah. like I'm here. This yeah. is my people. I'm, I'm home. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, then that, this is the way to do it. Yeah, right. Um, 
and that's why, you know, I mean, um, you know, I'm going to talk about the fire again. I'm apo- <laughs> God apologize. damn it. But, like, <laughs> look at how, how hard those people worked um, to build an authentic supporter culture that was just sort of affixed to this machine that was doing its own thing. Yeah. And as soon as the machine, like, got irritated with them, it just shrugged them off. Yeah. Like, they've got nowhere to go. Yeah. Like, they're like, I'm sorry, too bad, fuck off, You're not, we don't have a section for you, yep. you can go away. Like, you know, you've been, like, you've been there 20 years, and you've, and now it's like, yeah, we're, you know, we're moving back to the stadium you remember, yeah. except it's not going to be the way I remember, because fuck you, we don't like yeah. you. Okay, cool. Like, I mean, that's insane. That's all you got. It happens. So, to bring it back around, yeah. how do you f- define success for 2020 for DCFC? You said cohesion. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that what it should look like is that, um, you know, there is a plan, and whatever our limitations are, we are, we're, we've thought hard about how to work around those. Yeah. Um, and that we're, you know, uh, that we're still a cutting edge club. Um, yeah. And doing things right. differently in our way and. Right. Uh, disrupting the the existing right scene of you know what people accept as okay and normal and, and doing it the way we want to do it. So here's my question: at the, what what would have happened five years ago if MLS was like, wow, this club is a problem, <laughs> and instead of and instead of just like trying to kind of toilet paper us, yeah. you know, they came in and offered our owners like, how about you split up a hundred million dollars? We don't know that they didn't do that. That's true. We don't know. So, <laughs> guys, if you, if you turn down, like, $20 million each, financial security forever, like, let us know, because we, we'd like to <laughs> praise you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, but, you know, I don't know. I, that's, like... It feels like... It feels that's, like, they, like my biggest fear. They fucked up, because they, they, sh- they, they should have done it earlier. They should have. They should have crushed us out of existence before we got a chance. Like, they should have bought us, like, Instagram, right? Just... Yeah, <laughs> just absorb. Oh, that's, that's a threat. Bye. Yeah, because that's how that's how you do it. I mean, but that's how they tried it. Well, they don't. MLS doesn't they really to, do that. But though. they tried. To, like they tried to do it on the cheap. They, they, they don't. They, they don't do that because do they've it. not faced this kind of challenge True. before. They've just been able to kind of like, eh, fuck you. We'll put another team in there. And everybody goes, Whatever. Oh. But like with us, like we were really ready to like show up at the work site and like disrupt. It disrupt yeah. them building a stadium. <laughs> so get, yeah, you know, get arrested. Right. I know. I probably would have been arrested for city. Yeah. I mean, I've come close a couple times. That was. So. I mean, I was. But yeah, no, was I was. I was ready that. to get militant with it for like, sure. You know, um, a little phosphorus just kind of melt some steel beams. <laughs> like, whoops. <laughs> Just some thermite. Um, <laughs> no, but like I don't know. MLS doesn't like they. they you're right. They never had to deal with it. Yeah. And do, I, I, I mean, but I also don't. I also think like we're just you know we're this fucking little shitty club. <laughs> like who gives a shit? Right. What well, we I mean, do? I, mean I, I, guess, I guess what I'm saying is, at some level, I think they looked at us and and they they looked at the reality of us and were like, eh, you know. Okay, they did it, but like, who else is? Yeah. Like, it just that doesn't happen. Do this? Um, it just doesn't happen. I don't right. really think like as much as I would love to. I don't think we're really a threat. I don't. No, I don't think. I you know I think the idea of us is a threat though. The, uh, well, but ideas are always more dangerous than than anything. Well, but that's that's my point though is that they they could have put paid to this idea pretty quickly. And and it and like how would Chattanooga responded? They wouldn't have been like fuck you guys. They would have been like oh damn. Yeah, well you know? that's kind of their like it would have discouraged everybody yeah. that's trying to do the same thing. Like wow, like they, well, these people have some resources and we can't match that. I mean that's kind of my biggest fear 
if like if you know if Nisa fails, which I mean realistically, I mean if Nisa fails, we go, the only place we have left to go is, is USL. USL, right? And so I'm sure they'll probably waive the fee because we're I know I would ballers, I would hope but, that we have leverage <laughs> over negotiate, but we really wouldn't because that would be our last option. But like. No, my biggest fear, and I'm not to, not to say that like more people wouldn't be inspired to go independent and and try to start something new, but my biggest fear is like if Nisa fails, what does that say for the future of soccer in the United States? You got these two not monopolies, right? <laughs> in quotation right. marks, not monopolies. Um, really, just too big to be overthrown or changed or I mean that's really yeah. it well I mean it's, kind, like, it's just kind think, of the, you would think the it's problem so, of the modern age yeah, right? it's like these kind of these very very powerful very large organizations that are beholden to no one yeah. that can just do whatever they want to do and really don't have to even obey like the market like they just set the market um, yeah so it's, you know I mean that's my fear and I'm sure again there would be motivated people and people with ideas and money Who'd be like, you know, fuck USL, we're gonna do it, whatever. Like that, that is inevitable in the future. Right. But like, that for this era, like, this, I mean, this is it. Like the thing, I think that there's like, not more clubs. The thing I would tell the people who are worried about Nisa, and that's one of the questions we asked about. Like, one of the people asked, like, how how quickly will Sharda go down? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's how much money is he willing to lose? Right. I mean, it's it's just down to that. Like, and, and it, that's not just Nisa. That's everything. But, that's everyone. Like, yeah. And so. I mean, you know, us in Chattanooga, we're probably okay. The roots, if they continue drawing the way they are, they'll yeah. be all right. Um, and it's just it's just down to, like, getting, you know, you, picking you, up more of Do you of trust those. the roots? I mean, I don't have enough history with them to trust them exactly, but I mean... I mean, the history we do have is they fucking bailed on Members Cup, and then there was the like, that interview where the guy team, said he was going to go to USL. If you're a new team, like, trying to figure out where to go in this environment, I mean, you're probably going to flounder around a bit, you True. know? Like, who knows, you know? Nisa's trying to say they're going to be this thing, um, but then, you know, a third of the clubs that are announced, like, fold within the month. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, we're announced, and they're like, that. that's still that's still echoing in the air when they're like, <laughs> and we're out of business. Like, oh, shit. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, the Philly Fury, right? Yeah. Like, um, and the, the main thing to realize is that, like, there's going to be churn. Yeah. Like, big-time churn. That's something know. we said even before NPSL Pro, rest in peace. Right. Um, that, like, it's going to be messy. It's going to be it's not, It's going to be not ideal. It's going to be shitty. I mean, it's yeah. It's a startup. Like, right. It's going to be messy. Right, yeah. And, and you know, um, we, like, we have yet to encounter, um, we have yet to encounter the problems that we're going to encounter. Uh, we have yet to encounter the the opportunities that we're going to encounter. So, I mean, it's all to play for, you know. Um, but at this point, we've, you know, we're we're growing and thriving. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got multiple income streams and large youth programs. And, you know, um, you know we're going to continue to focus on making great football uh, here in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. I'd like to say a shout out to my wife Sarah, who just got here. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> She's waving. So yeah, I'm really uh, not to end this on like a, a, a fucking somber bummer note, 
but like <laughs> it was kind of how we started too wasn't it it would actually be perfect it'd be perfect it'd be full circle it was like everything is terrible um but no i think so next year if <laughs> my 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 to get, to bring it back to roger's question how yeah how bad this is going to be bring it back to roger's question um so here's what i would consider success the next year okay um that we play up two full seasons and have a women's team and we do it. So existence. We do, the, we do the thing. Existence. Existence for me at this level in, in U.S. soccer is the best and only measure of success in my mind. I mean, obviously, I, um, I don't like to imagine a scenario where we cease to exist because, yes. you know, I make my livelihood looking for the club. <laughs> so that would be... So, but so, uh, my, my expectations are lower. Right. Like, if, if we successfully play a spring and fall season and NISA works out, and and then it looks like the spring 2021 season is going to happen at right. the end of the year, um, I will be incredibly happy with whatever happens. I mean, obviously, we want, like, I want a, a, the, the triple. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I do. But... You know, if we don't get it, it's not, that's not, you know, I'm not going to say we're not successful. Right. Because of that. I, you know, yeah, I think that, um, obviously, you know, continuing to exist is, um, I, I guess the floor for performance for me. <laughs> um, um, but I, I think that we're, um, you know, we can do more than one thing at a time. Oh yeah. And we are. And I think that, uh, um, it's my hope that, you know, this time next year, we're we're talking about okay. Well, we know that these you know ten, twelve teams are pretty solid. They're going to yeah. be okay. They're going to be around, um, and we can start to uh, you know do year-on-year planning and things like that. Yeah. Um, where it's not every like I mean, the last you know year and a half has been like mind blowing like well just just like so much work like you know we're trying to put together NPSL Pro um, that was an amazing amount of work and like you know meetings and meetings and meetings and Sean's flying out this guy and then flying there and like talking to okay we gotta talk to the insurance people we gotta you know go we're having now we're having an owner's meeting in, in New York and Rocco's yeah. gonna feed everybody or whatever <laughs> like you know I mean it's like it's just that was a lot of craziness to like not only trying to run your team but trying to like create a league create a thing yeah. and like you're you know selling people on the idea like it's just it, you know it, this year we're we're a lot more focused on sort of the nuts and bolts of running a club you know we're trying to we need to get sponsors in we need to get um, you know we need to figure out what our budget's going to be yeah and payroll roster. yeah I, mean, I think that actually the owners met yesterday so I think that we've they've got a budget hammered out Ooh. Um, so you know that's promising um, that probably indicates that we have some idea what our sponsorship is going to look like yep. um, and you know uh, that's it, it, there's a lot of pieces that yep. you have to kind of quickly assemble because we're you know we're a year on year thing and, and like everywhere else in the world of football you'll have five year deals yeah, you have five, maybe you'll have one deal that's expiring this year and you're like okay we need a new kit sponsor or we need a new stadium sponsor or we need whatever yeah like we've got all of it you know we need front of kit back of kit who's on the sleeve who's on the sideboards you know yeah. uh, what what beer are we featuring and like every year yeah what, what beer are we featuring who's you know are we going to have cocktails like, oh my god yeah you know um, so you know hopefully um, my hope is that going into 2021, 
we're sort of just like re-upping those things and like you know it's not not a hundred percent struggle <laughs> yeah. to it's not to get starting to the point fresh where we're playing games. well that's I mean that's the thing too is like we're also at a at a place now where you get to say the word professional right um, at, right per, the Detroit's professional soccer team right. uh, and so what that it, it as stupid as it sounds that like it matters right. It, it, it matters. It, really it, really, matter. it matters a lot. Well, yeah, in terms, especially when you're talking to people who are writing you checks for, you know, six figures. Yeah. Um, like, oh, now you're a real thing. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. You know, um, and that's, that's great. I mean, it, it just, I think for, I, I think that a lot of times we get a lot more traction with Europeans than we do with Americans because Europeans come into this and get recognized immediately. Like, yeah. Oh, this is a real club. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. You don't have to explain anything. I got it. Like you're a club. That's actually that's an cool. interesting way to, to see. That. I never would have thought of that, but that's yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They don't. They don't. They aren't like. Oh, let's see. Why you got the fields going and stuff? Like the Americans are like, wow, you're doing stuff, and the Europeans are like, oh, this is your this. You got a field house. Okay. <laughs> this makes sense. Like, are you going to build a training facility outside? No, dude. There's a that's great graveyard. graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep driving the keyword. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, that for, so I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, some European brands involved. Interesting. Um, because I think they just kind of, they get it yeah. a little more. Like Americans, you're having to like do a whole lot of lifting and like, oh, what about MLS? Like, okay, well, let me explain why MLS is, you know, oh my God. I mean, you know how frustrating that <laughs> yeah, conversation every time is I have. fucking have to have that conversation. Right. Yeah, it's, it's not it's great. Like, you know, you kind of like I can't imagine having to like tell someone that conversation <sighs> and then expect them to write me a six figure check. Yeah, you, like, that happens happens here. I can't, you know, like maybe once a week, I'll get somebody here who's like, "So why don't why don't you guys try to play in MLS?" And it's like, you know, like the longest exhale. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, well, um, yeah, and you know, then you try to explain like you know, single entity and intellectual property rights and the way it works everywhere else in the world and the actual FIFA mandates that we just don't follow because billionaires gonna billionaire like. <laughs> You know, and people, he was like, "Yep, yeah, billionaires." Yeah, people. Yeah, he was like, "You know, those are our people, man. Don't <laughs> don't take a shit on them." Um, so yeah, I, um, so let's do this sooner next time. Like maybe let's do this. Let's see. So it's been like what six months? <laughs> I just maybe we I didn't, cut I didn't it down to like look. three. I didn't want to like, look. Yeah, I, didn't I, look. I think it was well, June. I think it was June. But then, like you know, Neil came out with City Podcast, and right. it really just fucking blew everyone else's out of the water. Oh, man, I was going to have joke breaks. Okay, next time I'm totally having joke breaks. <laughs> All right, and to our sponsors, uh, D- the Detroit City Clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the Detroit City Clubhouse, where all your dreams come true, sort of, sometimes. Mostly the bad ones. Okay, bye. <laughs> where your dreams are nightmares. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's the official sound of the Detroit City Clubhouse. <laughs> Can we? Oh my god! We could totally like record fake commercials and put them in. Yeah. Oh my god! We're gonna do it. Have you given up hope? We've got beer. It's <laughs> a new tagline. Given up like hope? Supporters who give a fuck. Uh, so yeah, let's do this sooner. I mean, we're gonna be getting into developments and, and shit happening, right. and hopefully, so maybe February. We'll, but yeah, hopefully, we'll both feel more motivated to actually sit down and and shoot the shit for two hours. Well, I would say, you know, sometime in February, I'll be 
I'll have you know watched the new players come in and watch the trials yeah. come in and all that stuff. So I'll have some. Maybe I'm thinking maybe January after the women's tryouts, okay, and, yeah, and I'm sure there'll be kind of more updates and, and frequency of updates as we get closer to well, February. And, like I mean, honestly, cool. Like, wait, so our season's going to start in February, so we have to do preseason. Right, February 29th, I think, is the the first game they're oh, talking about. Oh my god! Oh, leap game, leap day, leap game, dude. <laughs> <laughs> once yeah. once every four years. I think that I mean I, I swear somebody said that, but maybe I'm I could be wrong. Um, uh, the yeah I, we could get back in, in. The main thing for me is like um, uh, Trevor, if you're listening, I miss you, man. Where you been? Trevor's Trevor James has been over. Um, he's been overseas. His his mother passed away yeah. this off season. He's been. I think it was there a lot right around Thanksgiving. Too, yeah, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been about a month. Uh, yeah. And. Um, she was she was really poorly like you know yeah, I think not to talk about his personal life but I think she had been sick and right. and he went back um, to like be with her before and right. then the season ended and then yeah that's been pretty rough I think and yeah. and um, but he I, you know he had to kind of wind up her stuff and yeah um, so he hasn't been around that um, is not easy but once you know once he's around I'll I'll start bugging him about like hey <laughs> what are you doing about this what's the news um, and you know he is a he is a tremendously Nice and patient man, so he he won't. talks like this. Yeah, he does. You have to you have to <laughs> quiet it down. No, I really. If you if you haven't talked to Trevor and had a conversation with him, and it's in an environment where you can have a conversation with right. him, do it right. because he is honestly a great conversationalist. Right. And he, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's you know he's he's a lovely. He and Tiffany are lovely. Oh, uh, yeah. We're we're very fortunate to have incredibly fortunate. You know, like good people, people who, who get, get it, who get our you know yeah, get our get thing, it. and like, he yeah. got it, and he got it day one. Right. Yeah. He got it before day one, and right. that was when I, so when he, there was that meet and greet, and I talked to him for the first time. Right. I was like, I was really excited. It's like he gets it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um, uh, that was my impression, and everything I've seen since then is, you know, borne it out. So yeah, um, yeah, I think you know, I'm very excited about the new year. Yeah, and you know, come eat pies. <laughs> Event on Sunday. If you've made yes. it all two hours of this podcast, and I'm refreshing <laughs> your memory. Uh, Maybe you're driving to the Freedom event House right wrapping party, gift donation party at the clubhouse, holiday banger. Gonna be gonna be awesome. Get here. And fuck Ohio. Fuck Ohio.